0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, Alexis Kala, who is the founder of Inner Camp. Alexis, my friend, what is up?
2: How are you today? Hi. Hello, Michael. Thank you for having me on the show. Very happy to be here with you and to have this conversation. Yeah, me too, man. When we connected a couple months ago
0: and told me a bit about your story, your journey, and what you're trying to do with Inner Camp, I was like, man, I I love this guy. I think we need more of this in the world. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to get into this to talk about so many of the incredible things that you've been able to uncover and discover in your own journey, and in the ways that you're helping other people and their healing. Um, But before we get into that, tell me something I need to know about your past to understand who you are today.
2: So maybe I could say, um, yeah, we talk about 10 years ago, Ten years ago, I was working in IT. I was working corporate. So I was having like different roles, like project management. So managing many people. Uh, By the saw a few hundreds uh, of, uh, I would say millions of dollars. And uh, I had a lot of responsibility. I thought that uh, happiness was ab- about the salary, was about having uh, money and uh, promotion, getting promoted. And there was a point where I felt really broken, when I felt like um, I was not able to sleep well. I went to bed and I was not able to sleep until 3, 4 a.m. every day. I was not able even to accept, uh, denoises from neighbors. Uh, I started to have problems, digestion problems. Uh, I became a select person. I I became also intolerant to lactose and to different things. And I realized that something was happening in my life and I was completely broken. I thought that my whole life, people, my social, yeah, society, my parents, uh, everyone told me, that happiness was about getting a good salary, was about being a manager, about getting promoted, and I realized that I was like uh, completely broken. I was really unhappy. I was supposed to be like successful according to the society, but I was really unsuccessful. I had even a yeah session with a therapist, and I was talking like very proud of myself. Yeah, I have this, 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 and I'm a successful person. And the psychologist told me yeah, for me, you are not successful because you are very happy. And then this was like, boom, a huge insight, like, oh, wow, you are completely right. So I started to change things in my life. This was like 10, 11 years ago. And I started to try different things, like different types of therapy. I started to try breath work. I started to implement also tantra in my life. And I realized that I was completely disconnected from my body. My body was asking me for support, was asking me to stop, was asking me for attention. I had many problems in my body, and I completely abandoned my body, and uh, I had a huge, huge disconnection between my mind and my body. And my body was talking to me, and I I didn't listen to my body. So this was the first time I was really listening to myself. I was really connecting to my intuition when I discovered really different techniques. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and and this is something I've talked about a lot. We, from a societal standpoint, we're told make money, get the house, buy the cars, you know, have a big bank account. And it's so interesting to me. Like, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't have those things because I believe in abundance and I want people to have a life and the lifestyle that they love. But, but I think more importantly, it's like there's this thing about happiness that we're lied to where people say, when you get these things, you'll be happy. And, you know, when I look at my life, when I was in my early 20s, I made a ton of money and I was miserable. And today I feel very secure financially and I'm very happy because I'm in alignment, right? And I think that's the biggest thing that people miss out on. You know, one of the things that you talked about was not being able to sleep, having these stresses, not listening to your body. What was it? The I guess really what I'd love to know is. What became the foundation for you deciding to create this change in your life? Because I think so many people, they think about this. They're like, I'm going to go get a different job. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to do breath work and tantra. I'm going to try these things. They don't really ever do it. And so what I'm wondering is, like, why did you decide to go and take that next step?
2: Yeah, I think it was like an explosion because it was like every day when I went to the office or I had to travel to a different client because I was traveling a lot in different countries. So it was always the same. I felt like I was repeating the same pattern uh, all the time. And um, also, I was already tired of not being able to sleep. I went to the office. I was really sleepy, tired. I was uh, really not enjoying and uh, to to really not enjoy my life. Um I had problems always with my digestion, and I felt like very uncomfortable because it was like, hey, but like I would like to be just normal. And maybe it was not like a big crisis, but it was like many small things. And I understood that this was not the life I wanted, and I, I thought that there could be something more than that. So it was like um, I would say um, different factors, like different many small things. When I said okay I'm going to try and the first thing I tried was actually theater it was like um, um, kind of uh, theater sessions where we were we had to act and it was like psychodrama and we had to act and uh, to play different roles and then I started to realize that something was going on I, I started to realize that I had many limiting beliefs I had producers I have really many things. So this was somehow also shaking my life, shaking also my thoughts. And I think this was the beginning. So when I realized that I had, I needed a change. And then I started to try like a therapy, different types of therapy. I started to try uh, different sessions. I was living in, in another country because I am from Spain. So I was living in Germany in that moment. And it was also difficult to access like um, uh, in Spanish, like some kind of therapies so or some kind of uh, techniques or in English was a bit difficult there in Germany. So I had to do everything online. So, uh, um, so it was like small things what they did until one day I went to, I decided to go to Thailand and I went to uh, a school where they like the, the tough the yoga, meditation, really different, many different things. And I wanted to just have a break because I felt like a bit bent out. And then I remember, one of the days I went to, they, they recommend me to go to a breath session. So I had no idea about breathwork, And then I went to a breath session. It was like a room full of, I don't know, 40, 50 people just breathing through the mouth like crazy, yelling, crying, and doing really weird things. And then suddenly in some point of time, after 10, 15 minutes breathing this way, I went really deep inside. I was able to see trauma. I was able to see... And um, memories from the past, from my childhood, I was able to see the pain in my family, the pain in my dad, on my, like my brother as well. So I was able, for example, I even have a good relationship in that moment with my brother. And suddenly I realized that I had to be closer to my brother. I realized that, Hey, I want to bring my brother to Thailand as well. So I started to like understand many different things. I started to feel also a lot of compassion, a lot of loss and. I said, wow, I never, I never felt like this in my life. So I want more of this in my life. I want to just have more love, more compassion, more acceptance, acceptance, acceptance for myself, acceptance for my family, I want to forgive. And this was the beginning for me, actually. Mm,
0: I love that. And you know, it's funny, I, I lived in Thailand as well. Um, I, I spent a long time down there in Chiang Mai, Ko Phangan, Ko Samoy, and and I spent a lot of time at different places just trying to explore these elements of myself that i had never explored. And a lot of that was through breath work and meditation, soundball healing. Um, I did things like saunas and, and deep immersion into yoga practices. Um, and then it was like, okay, I went to Indonesia and then I went to Malaysia and then Mexico and then, you know, all over the world, just trying to just explore and and see if there's something here that fits me. And I'll be honest with you, man. Some things just I did not relate to, right? Some things did not work. Like a static dance, I, I'm, I could not want to do something less. Like it's terrible to me. Like I do not relate. But it's in the experimentation, right? Like in the breath work and in the yelling and letting out those primal urges. That's where you really can find more about who you are. And you used a word that I think is really beautiful that enough people do not talk about and it's acceptance. And and I think so much of acceptance can create freedom for people because we stop having expectations of each other. But most importantly, and I don't know if this happened for you. And so I want to know what did acceptance for yourself look like in this journey? Because I think the one thing people struggle with and I struggled with the most, man, I was such an to myself all the time and it was like once I got to acceptance for myself my life really started to change and so I'm wondering what was that journey like for you to accept
2: you this is something I learned with Tantra sometimes people think that Tantra is only about sexuality and uh, about orgies things like that but it's not actually only about that it's only five percent of Tantra is sexuality so something that I learned with Tantra is about having compassion it's about accepting my wounds it's about saying hey I have shadows and I have dark sides and maybe I'm not like 100 healed. I still have traumas. I still have limiting beliefs, but still I accept it, I accept them and I'm feel I feel compassionate about them. And okay, little by little, I'm going to heal them. As I'm going to do my best to heal them. And I know that I still have traumas. I still have traum- limiting beliefs, etc. But then I'm going to take the time to 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 work on them. And with uh, for me, uh, very important is to accept that that is part of myself and not to feel like shame because something is not working or because I have a produce. Sometimes I, I really feel, feel like I have produced or I have a limiting belief. And this is part of me. Yeah. It's not like I accept it and then I, I don't want to work on that. It's more about hey, I know that I, I have it and then maybe in the future we'll be ready. It's like forgiveness. Sometimes we're not ready to forgive so easily. So I know that I need to forgive someone, but right now I'm not ready to forgive. I will forgive when it's the right time for, for, for that. So I think when I started to accept things, when I started to accept myself or my family or other people, I started to enjoy life. And I started to, okay, it's, um, this is part of life. This is part of the human condition. Sometimes like when we, you know, when we go to, to spirituality or when we go to breath work or to meditation, it's like we need to be perfect. We need to be enlightened. Or if you are a yoga teacher, you need to be a vegan person who is like this and respecting always 24-7 those principles. And we are humans as well. So we can sometimes, yeah, not follow these principles, not follow these values and sometimes make us an exception. It's also about learning and something that I learned with Tantra is about desires, desires for, yeah, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I want you, or they they have like a strong desire for chocolate, for example, or to eat something that is not healthy. Okay, I want to eat something like fast food. And uh, something that I learned with Tantra is not about forcing you, pushing you to not do it. It's more about, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to enjoy it. But then at the same time, I'm going to be conscious. I'm going to ask myself, why do I need to eat this that I know is not healthy for me? Or why, uh, who am I when I'm eating this? So what is really happening? So from an assess- acceptance perspective, so accepting that this is what I need. And through this action, I'm going to learn more about myself. I'm going to learn more about my life. I'm going to learn about what is very deep inside. In the, in the acceptance also, I think one of the things that
0: happens is that and, and you mentioned it, and I want to go into this a little bit deeper, is that you do get to this place of forgiveness, right? For you or your family, for the things you've done, the things they've done for you, for the traumatic experiences you've had. And I think that's one of the more difficult parts of the journey. You know, people ask me all the time, having had a mother who was a drug addict and alcoholic and an abusive stepfather and all that, they, they ask me all the time, like, how do you forgive? And, and it took me a long time to realize like forgiveness is for me. It's not for them, right? If I, if I decide to forgive you because of an indiscretion, that's a decision I'm making to let go, right? And it, it, whether or not it changes your life, I don't give a, right? For me, it's about I'm letting go of this. And one of the struggles that I had probably more than any struggle that I've really faced was forgiving myself because I did really horrible things right? I've lied, I've cheated, I've stolen, I hurt people, I did things out of my character, anything to really fulfill those human needs that we have around connection and community and uh, feeling like we have a purpose and, you know, having certainty and all of these. So it was like, I would do things out of my character to chase fulfillment, basically, right? And a lot of those things were poor decisions. But it was like, Obviously, through doing the work, getting deep into myself, studying, learning, having a therapist, having a coach, I was able to get into forgiveness for myself. And so I'm wondering, how did you forgive yourself? Like, what did that process look like? What were the things that you had to do to forgive yourself within the
2: space of like acknowledging and accepting? I think, first of all, understanding that when it is something wrong, was I heard some people in the past? Um, it was not because I was a mean person. It was because I used the tools that I had in that in that moment. I used the wisdom, the knowledge that I had in that moment, and I had to make the decision. And maybe this decision was what hurt them. So it's first accepting that I was not trying to be mean. I, I just tried to do my best, or I tried to find love. Sometimes you know, sometimes uh the alcoholic is uh is not that someone that just wants to drink alcohol just for fun. It's just because they want to hide a lot of pain. They want to hide trauma. They want to hide some stuff inside. And it's because they just want to disassociate for a few hours and they just want to feel peace and they want to feel be, be happy for a few hours and they feel so much pain. So first of all understanding that um yeah I, I didn't I, I the purpose not was not to be mean. And secondly is with time. With time, I think I can forgive, I can forgive myself and accepting who I am, accepting my shadows is was the way for me to forgive myself. I still feel like I need to forgive more areas of myself. And this is still a journey and probably I will continue this journey for the rest of my life. Uh, uh, but breathwork was something that really helped me to connect because in breathwork, Nominees, do you feel like you feel like like a transpersonal experience. You feel like connected to everyone. you feel like connected to everything? In some point during breath work, you can feel like uh, you are part of everything and you are not like a singular person and you are not alone. So this is really helpful to realize that, hey, this is um I'm not alone. I'm part of something bigger. So I can forgive also other people and um uh, this is part of the collective pain this is part of, uh, and uh, we have also limited tools and, um, and also it's trying to see beyond the people, beyond the physical person. This is something I also learned in Tantra is something that we go, we call Transfiguration something like to see, uh, the sacredness of the other person. So trying to see that be behind, there is something like, uh, wishes, desires of being loved, for example. So, yeah, I would say that also um, for me, uh, forgiveness was something as well. That uh, yeah, it took me it took me some time and some breathwork sessions to really to really uh, reach the point of forgiveness. And I think it's not so easy. I think also. Sometimes we uh, focus so much on forgiving that uh, it's not about the act of just forgiving, not on, because sometimes we, we just focus on forgiving and we are, we stay on a superficial layer. And very easily what they find in like more cognitive therapy is that sometimes, or what they find in coaching is sometimes it's with their mind, we try to uh, feel things or to forgive people or to accept people or to feel compassion. Uh, in, a, in a way that where we use only the mind. And I think also using the body is very important. So, you know, the, the connection of mind, body, and, and soul. So if you feel like, if you, for example, have the trauma, or if you feel like you feel the trauma in your body because of, for example, your parents, and just you push yourself to forgive them. So this is not going to happen. So you still feel the blockage in your body. So you need to work with your body in order... You need to work with your body and, and also with your mind. So, probably what was what's important for me as well is to work with my body, is to release from my body. Because when I started to do all these activities, I felt like I was completely blocked. I was sometimes not able to dance, not able to move. I felt like I had a huge armor in my heart. I was not able to really laugh. I was not able to become vulnerable or to yeah or to uh, talk about deep things with other people. So for me, it was also important to release all the stuff that I was having in my body that was blocking my body all the time. Mm.
0: And those releases can be really beautiful.
2: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Full, but also very uncomfortable. And it can evoke a lot of emotion. Um, Sometimes those emotions are anger, right? Sometimes it's sadness or grief or loss. Um, sometimes it's also joy. Like I've had those breathwork sessions where I'm just like laughing. I'm like, what the f- am I laughing? For? You know what I mean? And so it's <laughs> yeah. like there, there's something about the 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 physical embodiment that we have as this spiritual being is so much about letting things exist as they are, and we fight so desperately. I don't I don't know if you've done this too, but it was like I used to fight so desperately to be angry. I was like, I want to be mad because the world, and it was like. I would fight so desperately to be right because of my ego. And I'd fight so desperately to have all of these things in the world that I thought were happiness because that would make it feel better. And what I discovered and still what I'm discovering, because like you, man, I I think I'm always going to be on this journey, right? Even though I'm 13 years into it and I've coached all these people and we have this podcast. Dude, I still have a therapist. I still have a coach. I still go to retreats. I'm still always going deeper because there's so many levels. And and I believe this. And I know it sounds weird to people who don't understand it yet, but there's a, a quantum healing that happens genetically and energetically, both of our past and of our future, when we show up and when we do this work. Because you're you're effectively changing timelines, you're changing and ending the generational trauma that you've been through, but it's so uncomfortable, right? And, and I want to go into this for a second because, you know, I, I think there are people who believe that they're never going to be healed. I think there are people who believe that even if they join our programs and they come into our coaching and, and they may even listen to this podcast all the time, they still believe that healing and love and compassion and joy are not for them. And they're they're just trapped in stuckness. My theory on this is that they're trapped in that place because they have not yet learned how to regulate their body. And I know that you and I are very good at this because it's become a part of our daily practices. And I want you to talk about like how you actually regulate your body, how you get your brain and body and soul connected, because I believe that it is that connection in which you find healing.
2: Yeah, I think regulating the nervous system is very important and uh, it makes really the big difference. For me, using the breath is the most powerful tool. So... Uh, I spend like two minutes, three minutes uh, doing connected breathing through the nose. And then for me, I feel like very grounded, very centered. So very easily. Uh, sometimes when I'm, because, you know, I'm, I'm teaching to you people who are going to become uh, breathwork facilitators. And sometimes I explain to them that, hey, you don't really need to uh, run a one hour session for your client or for someone to help them. You can just do one, two minutes of breathing, of connected breathing, and people can already feel centered. They can feel grounded. They can feel. Uh, if you feel a stress with anxiety, etc., if you're having a bad moment, you can really feel more center. So just breathing through the nose in a connected way for one, two minutes, like not making pauses between inhalation and exhalation, exhalation and inhalation, closing your eyes, maybe standing up, maybe sitting down in any position and then just connecting to your breath, feeling your breath, bringing your breath to your belly, expanding your belly. So this is really a really great, great uh, regulation tool for me. So this works really well for, for before any workshop, because I, I teach very often online or in the tweets and workshops. So before I start any activity, I, I regulate myself because, okay, it's a new activity. So I'm nervous. So I am very excited. So I need to be centered. And it takes a couple of minutes really really to, you, to you, uh, feel center. So using the breath is a great tool for me. Of course, meditation, mindfulness can also be helpful. But for me, the most powerful tool is to breathe.
0: What do you think is happening in the body when you're getting centered, when you're getting regulated? What do you think is happening that allows people to heal? Like, why does it work that way?
2: First of all, you feel like you're in the present moment. You don't think about the past. You don't think about the future. You connect to your body completely because we are always in the mind. We are. Breathing uh, through the chest, we are doing shall breathing normally. So we are stressed. The way we are breathing normally is a way that makes us feel more stressed. So uh, it doesn't help us to feel relaxed. It doesn't help us to feel more calm. So when we breathe in this way, more powerful, deeper, so we're going to feel more present. We're going to feel the body, and sometimes we can even feel like, "Hey, something is going on." So what happened to me is that I started to realize that I had problems in my stomach. I had problems in in different organs, I started to realize that I have some problems in some, like my posture was not right. So I had, I started to feel the connection with my body, basically, when I started to breathe. So we just showed breathing exercise. You can connect to your body. You can feel present. You can forget everything about your past. You can forget everything about your f- the future and just to be here. And then when you realize that you are here and then you are perfect as you are, and you are not broken and you are... Uh, concerned because of something that might or might not happen in the future is when you feel like, "Hey, I'm okay, everything is fine. I'm just it, it's speculating about the future, but I, I'm realizing that right now everything is fine, so I don't have any reasons to 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 be concerned."
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think you you really hit it right there because presence is everything in this journey, and as I've been on my healing path. I've really come to discover that like anxiety is about the future and depression is about the past. And it's like, you know, it's so fascinating to me, man, is I cannot change the past. Like it is there, it is done. Not, I'm not saying like stuff it down and make it go away and pretend it's not there because I, I don't know that that ever happens. I mean, even this morning I was brushing my teeth. And I was thinking about this traumatic moment with my stepfather as a kid. And I have talked about that moment in therapy and I have done coaching in it. I've journaled about it. I've done the work. It still comes up. And then I just take a breath. Literally this morning, I was just like, (sighs) reminding myself to be here. In the future, it's so easy to get caught up. We start thinking about the future and we're like, Trying to make all these things come true and to happen and to push and to go a hundred miles an hour, but it's also like you may not make it in three minutes. You might be dead, and you're so caught up about the unknown. It's like the only thing you truly have control over, like, is right now, this second, this choice, this decision, the words that come out of your mouth, the food you put in it, the people you're around how you're expressing yourself how you're showing up like it is this moment that dictates that nothing else and that space of presence is so healing because when you're in regulation you're in your parasympathetic nervous system and so you're in that rest digest recover you're in the place of meaning making you're in the place of processing and even i mean i don't know about you but i dude i probably stopped to breathe like 40 times a day, 50 times a day, where it's just like, maybe it's one or two breaths, or maybe it's just for a minute, or maybe I'm getting on stage and there's 5,000 people in the room, you know, and I'm just like, (sighs) (sighs) and, and so how important do you think it is? Actually, I'm gonna ask you a different question. How do people become more aware when they are not breathing?
2: Um, When they are not breathing, I would say that they are not really be, they are not aware. So it's really hard. You are going to be thinking. So you are not breathing because, um, because you're not breathing, then you are going to be very focused in your mind. You are creating thoughts. You are creating ideas. You are judging. You are thinking all the time. So this is associated to no breathing. So as soon as we feel... Uh, exhausted or as soon as we feel sad or stressed you can just try with just breathing deeply just one breath as you as you did and then this is going to make you feel like more center so the things that when we are breathing we are connecting to the body so we can know more about what is happening in the body so the thing is that is it, sometimes it's hard because you're thinking so much and then uh, because you are not breathing then you cannot connect to your body and you cannot feel like there is some stress okay so um My uh, recommendation is really to try to incorporate the breathing, the breathing to your life. So when you create a habit, for example, you know, this 21 days, seven days, breathing every day, okay, every time you wake up, you do some breathing exercises, then slowly you can learn how to incorporate breathing into your life. So sometimes for me, after 10 years of breath work, for me, it's very natural. I go, for example, I'm in a place with many people, imagine a supermarket or in a festival or in a retreat, and then I feel like a lot of energy from many different people. Sometimes, you know, you go in a bus and then you sit down next to some, someone and you can feel this energy and you feel like you hear even the conversation they're having and you feel like it's affecting you and it's impacting you. So the best is to breathe and to exhale it. When you exhale through the mouth, you can really release this sensation, this feeling, this energy that is, that is coming from outside.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it's so much about that. Just can you notice, right? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel tense? Are you biting down in your jaw? Are you, you know, scratching yourself? Like there's so many different like small things. I think it's just, if you can just bring a little bit more awareness to your physical being, to your environment, to what is happening right now, like that's where I really believe that you're able to step deeper into this journey because our, our bodies really are. Well, one, I think that they are built entirely to find a way to survive, right? We know this, like the ideal of the human body is to figure out a way to live as long as you can. And then the other part of it, it's to help you understand how to navigate the world, right? That's why you get adrenaline and anxiety in some scenarios, which actually is super healthy, right? Getting anxiety about someone posting on Facebook doesn't make any sense, like, right. It's like, you're not in danger. So why do you do that? And so it's like, can you get into the body? Can you get into the breath? Can you get d- reconnected? Because most of us are disconnected. We're on our phones too much. We have too much caffeine, too much porn, too many cigarettes, too many dating apps, too, too much like, and then on the other side, too much work, right? We're working a hundred hours a week and we're, we're running multiple companies and we're not connecting with our children and our spouses and our sex is disconnected and we don't know which way is up and we're constantly going a hundred miles an hour and it's like for what you know it's like for what what is the purpose of all of that chaos and i think if you can just pause and get into your breath it will really change one of the things you know you you open this with that i want to circle back to because i think it probably be pretty impactful for some people is what does happiness mean to you now like what is happiness today in your life cuz obviously it's not money it's not the salary it's not the promotions that sh- did not work <laughs> so what is happiness
2: for, for you for me happiness is to be present is to connect to my body is to be aware of the sensations is to be aware of my body what is happening is to be aware of the emotions, because sometimes, you know, I'm human, so sometimes I might have emotions that are not present, but if I'm aware that I'm having these emotions, then I know how to work with them. So just being aware is making me happy, and also when I... You were saying, yes, yeah, sometimes we are so busy working uh, apps, this and that, and uh, also Planning the time, planning the time. For example, with my wife, saying, "Okay, I'm going to spend some time with my wife. I'm going to spend some quality time with my wife, some time per week. Maybe I'm very busy because I have a lot of work, many things to do. But I'm going to spend half a, half a day uh, per week with her. I'm going to spend some quality time. This is for me happiness because I know that I can control my life, so that I know that let's say I slave." of working a lot or the you know of the way we think of the being just um, working and doing things and performance and getting results and outcome so having this time for me this is happiness it's already connect to happiness Mm.
0: yeah so it's experiences and I I didn't hear you say anything about money and and I (laughs) And my hope is people under, look, and money makes life easier. We both can mm. agree with that. Yes. You have to have money, period. Yep. You have to find a way to make money and sustain and be able to take care of your family and pay your bills and eat food. We all know that. And so I encourage people, be abundant and seek financial freedom, but don't let that be the thing that you believe is going to make you love yourself or feel happier, bring you joy, because it's not. Tell me a little bit about, inner camp tell me a little bit about the work why you why you created this and and how you help people
2: so when i studied to know more about breath work and about tantra and bodywork, i um I studied to realize that the world needs more breath work more of experiential tools techniques and in 2018 i founded inner camp now we are a team of more than 20 people and uh, what we do is to provide uh, teacher trainings, people who want to become a facilitator breath breathwork, tantra, bodywork. So we give them um, all the tools, uh, the techniques we teach them, how to use them with other people. And also it's a self-development journey as well, because we really believe that before you teach, before you facilitate breathwork, for example, you need to do a lot of breathwork with yourself. You need to know more about your limiting beliefs or your traumas. And because sometimes, you know, you are working with a client, and then you're bringing your stuff to your to the client, and this is really really dangerous. So for us, it's like a must to do some self development, and before you can go to the client. And right now, we have like we have uh, trained more than two thousand people around the world. So in Europe, the States, in Asia as well, and uh, yeah, very happy to give these tools. And sometimes. Uh, it's very interesting because I'm flying to different countries, different cities. I was in, because you mentioned Koh Samui. I was recently in the Koh Samui airport and then someone asked me, hey, are you Alexis from Inner Camp? Yes, it's me. Oh, I'm one of your uh, students in the Tantra program. So I felt like, wow, it is really amazing. And it's also amazing because sometimes we get like students who have heard about Inner Camp and uh, uh, there are students out there who are teaching, who are facilitating our techniques to hundreds of people. So... When I think about the impact we are doing, because if we teach this to 2,000 people, then these 2,000 people are going to teach to hundreds and thousands. So the impact we are doing on the world is really huge. So this was the my mission really when I started Emory Camp, is to provide tools to help the people with basic things. Sometimes it doesn't really require like long sessions. It's, it's really small things. It's about, for example, breathing. You can just breathe for a couple of minutes and you can already start changing your life. So yeah, this was, um, how and why we, 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 I started dinner game. camp.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. Um, I am a f- huge proponent of everything that you do. I think it's incredibly important for people to get connected with their body because it's like, I know this having coached thousands of people myself, like if you cannot get connected to your body, you cannot heal. You just can't. It's simple. I, I believe it's impossible. And until somebody can show me otherwise, I will stick to that. Um, My friend, this has been an amazing conversation. But before I ask you my last question, where can everyone find you and learn more?
2: So they can find me on uh, at innercamp.com or on Instagram, Facebook or on the website, innercamp.com.
0: Brilliant. And of course, guys, go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. We will put the link and more for Alexis and innercamp.com on the show notes. My last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken?
2: For me to be unbroken is to be present is to set my shadows to set who I am.
0: Mm, Brilliantly said, man. I love that. Could not agree more. I think just accept your just accept yourself and watch your life yes. be different just watch. Different. i'm telling you just take all the pressure off let go of all the expectations of other people and accept who you are and your life will be different my friend thank you so much for being here unbroken thank nation thank you for listening please like subscribe share tell a friend follow us on instagram i'm at michael unbroken and of course Think Unbroken podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple podcasts. Remember, every time you share this content, you're helping us in generational trauma, transform triumphs, tra- transform trauma to triumphs, breakdowns to breakthroughs, and helping other people be the hero of their own story. And until next time, my friends, be broken. I'll see you. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken